Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret and welcome once again to Journey into an Unknown World. Over the years, I've been doing a lot of shows on a lot of topics and I know that I have talked about fear before, but I'd like to take you on a journey into the unknown world of the brain to have a look at your fear. So you might say, well, I don't have any fear consciously. My life is going well. I have lots of things to do. I have money in the bank. I think things are pretty good. But what if someone suddenly said to you, you could lose all that in the blink of an eye, like a tornado suddenly hitting your house, which is happening for some people, or even worse, a bomb shelling your house while you're eating dinner, wiping out everyone that you know, leaving you the only survivor. I'm being very traumatic here, dramatic in a way, because I want you to realize that even though you may be going through a tiny little upset, such as finding out that your best friend has decided to move away and leave you all alone without her, or that your relationship is ending and you're not sure what you're going to do. Those little things, you can survive easily. You can overcome whatever is coming down around you. You can shake in your boots, you can tremble, but whatever happens, you ultimately know that it causes you to move forward. And I want to really talk about the different levels of fear and the way our brain processes those fears. But before we get into all of that, what I'd like to do is to remind you that if you are interested in studying your psychic development, then please go to www.sumariseducationcenter.com that's spelt out S-U-M for mother, A-R-I-S-A-N, S is for sugar, S-U-M-A-R-I-S, education, spelt out, center, American spelling, dot com. And there you'll find some free programs that we are going to share on psychic development. And once you've listened to those, and those are shows I did ages ago, then you'll be invited, if you want to, to study with me and develop your psychic ability. So you might be saying, well, why would she suddenly divert me from having a fear to thinking about psychic development? And the bottom line is that fear comes from our psyche, the basic sense of self-preservation, the part of self that says, I was born to live in this world, do whatever I can to the best of my ability, integrate with as many people as I can so that I can have plenty of experiences that will in some way take me up hills and down dales symbolically. And in the process of my journey, I will learn a great deal about myself. And as I know more about myself, so I will begin to understand more about all the people who have come in and out of my life. So let's take a branch here into the mind and say 
when you have a little panic over the idea that you might be late, for example, and you're stuck, stuck in traffic, then you might be worried to the point of shaking, your body being nervous, you're agitated, maybe you're getting angry at all the other drivers that are holding you back, maybe you're angry with yourself that you should have left earlier. Whatever your rationale is on the conscious mind, your psyche on a deeper level is saying, calm down, there's a reason for this delay. There's a reason that is so deep you may not even ever understand it or know what it was. For example, had you have left 10 minutes earlier, you might have been involved in a car accident or through changing lanes caused a car accident behind you in your rushing. Or maybe it's simply that everybody is in a state of delay and that when you get there, you'll be on time and all will be well. The instinct in the intuitive level is always about that feeling. When we feel something is not good, what do we feel? Well, the energy could be that the earth is shifting. For example, the other day I had a tremendous amount of agitation and found out later that there were two earthquakes that happened in the world and they were going on around the same time that I was having agitation sensations within my body. I had an awful sense that something was wrong in the world. Could I do anything about it? No. Was I able to worry and, and call all my family friends and find out if they're okay? Yes. Did I? No. <laughs> because my instinct, my intuition, that deeper part of me said, whoever I know and care about is safe. While whoever I do not know may be connected to me through the oneness, through this radio show, or through power of prayer, through whatever energy is going on, I felt them, and I felt their fear, their anxiety, their worry, and my heart went out to them. And in my heart was love. And the bottom line is that no matter who we are or where we are, when we're going through something, yes, we all need love. Here I'd like to break off for a minute and talk about how we come into life with a coding. That coding is called a soul structure coding that I was taught by Spirit many years ago. And one of the things I've mentioned in prior shows is about soul fears. And many of us have one or two soul fears. Soul fear of ascension, which is journeying into the unknown. The soul fear of descension, in other words, a word I made up years ago, which has now been accepted as falling back into old habits and routines, into the deep darkness of sorrow and sadness. Those two pull on one another, and in the center combining them is the fear of true love. And you might say, well, why would true love be a fear? So let me come back again to our fears.
Sometimes we want to be loved so much that we're afraid that if we project ourselves out in a certain way that people won't like us, that they won't want to be friends with us, that we have in some way been an anomaly that's different from everyone else and therefore we're not accepted by society. And we get angry and we rationalize and explain and excuse and justify within our minds that in some way we want to be perfect and we want everyone else to see us as perfect. So the conscious mind will dig deep into your memories, into your past experiences where you've seen, heard, felt trauma of some kind to you or vicariously through someone else or even more in watching something visual such as in a movie or on the TV news. And when you see that or feel that, you identify with it in the deepest part of yourself as it's happening to me. I am empathetic. I am sympathetic to what is going on in the world. Now, of course, the unknown is always scary. It's like me saying to you, I want you to just take your toothbrush and get on a plane blindfolded and trust that you will end up in a place that is far better for you or worse, but where you will learn spiritually and evolve and grow and get closer to your spiritual essence of the oneness by using your soul coding. So what is the soul coding about? Well, you can read about that in my book, The Rejection Syndrome, which is available on Amazon. You can buy it directly from me, or you can buy it from my publishing house. And whatever you want, you're going to find it explains to you, whether it's an e-book or a softback, that you are facing your soul fears. Another book that I mentioned it in is Discover Your Baby Spirit. In that book, we talk about how young children are encoded with their conditioned soul codings that help them to develop their instinct and their intuition and their psychic senses. The kids born today are very aware. And though they do not understand the ways of the world, on a day when bad things are happening around the world, they become agitated. They seem to be angry, frustrated, and boy, does mom have her hands full with her child playing up. So it's very important to stop and ask yourself, what is really troubling your child? What is your child sensing? They may be rationalizing consciously that they can't have the candy they want, but really they're saying, I need attention. I need love. I need to feel safe. So it's very important in this time on this world when the world is in war and getting worse and people are getting more grumpy and statesmen can't agree in countries. It's hard for us people who live at home and work locally and so on to actually know what's really going on around the world. So we rely a great deal on news. And when we listen to things, 
we believe it. But do we really hear the truth? Newsmen try to give us what they have heard is supposed to be the truth, but is the truth the truth or is it covered up with a lie? We don't know. So what makes us believe one thing, get upset, worried, traumatized, anxious? You see, it's not the way we hear the news, but rather the way we respond to what we hear. In other words, you have associations with every single word in the dictionary. And in some ways, some words have more importance for you than others. For example, if I say damage, you might think about some piece of furniture that had, had a leg broken on it or is scratched while another person may think that their car was damaged in terms of materialism. Yet another may think a person's mind was damaged when they had a mental breakdown. Whatever it is and the way that we think about words, we put them together and process them in a way that we can identify the things that people are saying and how those things are affecting us. So if we hear that there is likely to be a flood, the weatherman is telling us, lock up your house, put the sandbags out, do everything you possibly can, and of course you react accordingly. You want to protect yourself, and that is wise. But what if the storm suddenly dies out after you've done all that hard work? You start to say to yourself, well, maybe I shouldn't have listened. Maybe I shouldn't have done something. And then later still, when another warning comes, you think, well, last time they said something, I, you know, I did all that work and it didn't work out well for me, it cost me money for the sand and this and that. I'm not going to bother. And the storm hits and you're flooded out. And you think to yourself, well, why didn't I listen? Why didn't I listen to the newsman? But you see, it's not about listening to the newsman. It's about listening to your instinct. It's about listening to your intuition. When the Malaysian plane went down, I was flying to Japan. I had an awful feeling about the flight. I was very nervous. But my instinct, my intuition told me I was safe. So I flew to Japan. And the next day, I found out that the Malaysian plane was missing. And it made sense to me why it had agitation about flying myself. So sometimes we pick up things vicariously, as I said earlier, through the minds and hearts of other people, especially those that we are bonded with in some way through universal consciousness, the wisdom of the oneness, and through emotional empathy of love divine. If we did not have these necessary links of fear between journeying into the unknown and staying set in the old patterns, we would stay, as it were, in love but without love. We would be fighting about love all the time. So we need to be occupied 
with other things. Things that take us outside of our ideas of what love is and move more into how can we express love in ourselves, for ourselves, or for other people in need, or simply for friendships that will help us build a better life and a better future. So here, again, I want to say and remind everyone that if you're really interested in all my works, you can go to sumariscenter.com. That's our normal website, not the school. S-U-M for mother, A-R-I-S for sugar again, center, C-E-N-T-E-R.com. There you'll find information about things that you can do to help yourself and overcome anxiety. And one of the things I often say to people is, if you're having anxiety attacks and you have no knowledge as to anything bad going on around you, then recognize, number one, you're being psychically intuitive to something going on elsewhere, and B, it's disturbed you, so get a set of pterograms, those are agate geode slices, place them on your major and minor chakras according to your own desire, and meditate, and let your five bodies come back into harmony. So what am I talking about now? Well, basically your aura shakes and wobbles around when you're agitated. It's like saying you're vibrating at a much faster vibration than usual. And that causes all your major chakras, which are vortices of energy, to spin too fast. And in the process, to spin out in a way that is out of balance. It's like saying you're driving the car too fast and you career off the road. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to make sure you stay on the path. So whenever you find these kinds of agitations where you feel fear, fear of change, fear of your existence in the way that it is, then you need to work on your chakras. Another thing that happens right now is a lot of people are in a panic about how they are accepted in terms of their idea. Ideas can be inventive, creative, supportive, and productive, and very enjoyable. But what if your ideas are negative? What if you're thinking your self-esteem is on the floor, you don't like the way your nose looks, or your behind looks, or maybe you think you're uh, gay when you're supposed to be straight or vice versa <laughs> these days. Who cares? It doesn't matter as long as you're happy and fulfilled with a partner. But for many, there's still judgment everywhere. And the worst judges are you to yourself. Trying to fit in with society and be what society expects you to be is not a happy way of enjoying your life. You have to be who you want to be. And you have to do the things that please you. So if you're saying to yourself, I'm not any good at anything. I'm not attractive. I have no talents and skills. I work in a mundane job day in, day out. I don't feel justified in doing this job, but I can't find anything else. I want out. And I go home. I've worked hard all day. I'm tired and exhausted. And I just want to sit in my chair 
but hey, there's more jobs to do, chores to do, kids to take care of, and maybe a second job I have to do to make more money to pay my bills, and I feel so compressed by this routine, so stuck in a rut, that I don't know where to go, what to do, and all I feel is depression. I feel miserable. Misery loves company, as I said in other shows. But think about this way. If you're depressed and you're in a lifestyle that you don't like, what are you afraid of? The change? Change is always going to be, in some way, traumatic. They say there are, for example, five major traumatic events. Getting married, getting divorced, having a baby, moving house, and getting sick. So what are you going to do about your life? You have to turn your thoughts around. You have to stop saying consciously everything's wrong and start saying, I've come to a point in my mind where what feels wrong needs to be changed. And then you need to step into your intuition, into your psyche, and use it. And say to yourself, is this the life that I planned for myself? And if it's not, be honest, yes or no. There's no in-between, no rationalization. If the answer is, no, this is not what I want, then you have to find the courage to carry on your pathway, no matter how insecure or fearful you feel, to try something new, to do something in a different way. Now, I know you might be saying, I don't know how to do that. I'm scared I'm stuck in a rut. Well, I'm here to help you if you need me to help you. Because yes, I can see around the bends of the road. I can connect with your spirit guides. I can connect with your soul coding. And I can connect with you and give you the advice you need to transform your life. To go from, I'm stuck in a rut, to I can move on. I am known as the master teacher of mediums, that's psychics, and healers, as well as businessmen and women who have got stuck in their own entrepreneur companies and so on and so forth. Yes, I can help you redirect, rethink whatever it is you're doing and definitely feel a great deal better about yourself. So coming back to my question of fear, how afraid are you of change? How afraid are you of walking a new pathway? Recently, somebody came to me and said, I've been offered a job in another country. Should I take it? The country was full of trauma, war, and so on. The reason the person was considering it was there was a lot of money wages involved. When I talked to them, I said, first question, how do you feel instinctively about this job? And the answer came back, nervous. I said, why are you nervous? The answer came back, what if I'm not good enough? And I said, what if you're too good? They looked at me and said, I never thought of it like that. So the point was, they realized 
Their anxiety about going to a troubled country was not about the state of the country, but about the state of themselves. Under the law of, of karma, of like attracts like in the mirror image, which is the fourth law, if you don't believe in your skills and talents, then nobody else will. You must project outward your hopes and dreams, your longings, and go forward to embrace them. If you do not, you will stay in misery, you will stay depressed, and soon you will obsess about the depression. And when you obsess about everything going round and round in your conscious mind, you cannot listen to your psyche, to your inspiration. And after a while, once you obsess, you begin to judge yourself and pull yourself down and rate yourself a zero. It's not long before you realize you have repressed all your capabilities. You have blocked yourself from expressing more. You have suppressed the real you, the spirit you, by repressing your character, your personality, your traits that come from your soul coding. And before you know where you are, you're stuck in this rut of being depressed, obsessed, repressed, and suppressed. No wonder you're in misery. No wonder you're in fear. Because you have no joy. You have not tapped into the pleasures, the excitements of journeying into the unknown. You stayed safe in misery and pain and suffering. Right now, as I've talked before, we are in the second spiritual age. Whatever people did back in 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, they all had to go through changes. So you can look back through history and you can see how people survived the brutality of mankind. But through it all, there was love and people continued to rebuild, restructure, and grow and evolve spiritually, as well as physically and materially. Today is no different. Today is your opportunity to be able to transform your life, to go out into the world, meet different people, embrace different cultures, understand the way people think from a different point of view. See their point of view, not your own. If there is traumatic events that are going to happen in the world, such as death, doom, gloom, whatever it is, if it's our time to pass during those kinds of events, we go over into the spirit world saying, it is what it is, I completed what I came to do. I will learn and assess everything that's happened to me in the oneness and integrate that with my spirit being that will return yet again to the earth to live again in a new time to do new things. And we can have that consciousness in our mind. But why be in doom and gloom? Why not move forward into the excitement, the enjoyment, the challenge of trying to find out just how much more capable you are? So what could you do? Well, if you've never played a musical instrument, you might like to choose one and just join the local college and have a few lessons. 
see if something comes out of you. Maybe you want to go into the arts, singing, dancing, painting, basket weaving, whatever it is, do it to see if your hands and your head and your eye can coordinate and learn something new. Don't judge yourself while you're doing it because when you're doing something, you know practice makes perfect and it takes time. And yes, some of you may be very apt right away. It's as though you remember you've done this before somewhere in time, maybe five, ten lives ago. And here you are using it again and turning it yet again into something that can become a business or help you to come out of depression, anxiety, worry, and so on, and move on to see there are new ways in yourself to be. So your creative self has the key, not your conscious mind. Your creative self comes through that divine love, the soul fear of divine love. Invention is the key of man. We always invent something better because we want to be easier on ourselves. It's time for you to be easier on yourself. Now, if you feel that you need help, then you can go to sumaricenter.com and you'll see where I can help you. I can help you with a one-hour session or I can help you over a month or three months. Whatever it is you need, I can help you. Don't be afraid to ask for help because, as I said in my last show, if you don't seek and find, knock and open, ask and receive, you'll be stuck in that rut. You'll still be waiting and waiting forever. So the first person you need to stimulate is you. So I'm asking you, stimulate yourself today by going to my website and looking at all the things that I can offer to help you with, whether it's with your health, your mind, your heart, or your spirit. I can be there for you. Let me help you overcome the darkness within you. Let me help you embrace the light. Let me help you find your future by giving you direction and purpose and understanding of your journey. So for now, thank you once again for listening to Journey into an Unknown World. Please journey into yourself now and discover your unknown world to your conscious mind. But believe you me, your spirit already knows your journey. It's just a question of you tapping into it. So do that. Give yourself a kindness. Let yourself be the person you want to be. Blessings. Bye.